welcome in to the DFFL Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the happenings in the DFFL. Now, here's your hosts, James Wiley and Aaron Kelly. Hello, everybody. Welcome into this fifth episode of the DFFL Podcast. I have with me here my co-host, Aaron Kelly, and we are here to look at everybody's rosters and see how we did during this draft this weekend. Um, we're going to look at five teams in this episode, and then we'll look at five teams in the next episode just to save some time for everybody. It'd be really long to do all 10 teams in one shot, and we still have some time before the season starts. So we're going to start off, uh, we're going to work from the top down in finish last year. So the first team that we're going to look at is... Eric Kelly, the fondue belly button, drafted from the ninth position this year for the second year in a row. And this is how his draft shaped up. Shaped up? Is that how you say that? Shaped, shaped that? up. All right. Kareem Hunt with his first round pick. Devontae Freeman with the second. Jarek McKinnon in the third. T.Y. Hilton in the fourth. Alshon Jeffrey in the fifth. Chris Hogan in the sixth. Woods in the seventh. Delaney Walker in the eighth. James White in the ninth. Andrew Luck in the tenth. Kenny Stills in the 11th, Theo Riddick in the 12th, Greg the Leg Zerline in the 13th, the Texans defense in the 14th, and he stole his brother's boyfriend, Alex Smith, in the 15th round. Let's, I guess let's start there. Aaron, how do you feel about that? What, what, what are you going to do without Alex? Well, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm fine without Alex. Uh, I Late. just hope he has a good season. I just hope he doesn't do it against me like last year. And at least he's in the family, right? Keeping it in the family is always a good thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, I guess, I mean, what do you, where do you want to start here? Um, his starters look to me like they would probably be Andrew Luck, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Freeman, Jarek McKinnon, T.Y. Hilton, and then Chris Hogan to start the season. Jeffrey is going to be out for at least the first two weeks, the report said today. And then he's got Walker at tight end, who gives a crap about defense and kicker. What do you think? Yeah, um, well, the, the more I look at it, obviously I love his running backs. Uh, Kareem Hunt and Devonta Freeman, both very strong, which is nice. I'm going to stop right there for loving the running backs. I do not like Jarek McKinnon. We said I said that last podcast. And I think we'll see Alshon Jeffrey in the flex position sooner that, that rather than later. Uh, I'd assume as soon as he's healthy because – yeah, he's going to outproduce Jarek McKinnon all season, no doubt. That being said, I don't mind his wide receivers either. I, I like T.Y. Hilton. He's doubling up with Andrew Luck if Luck stays healthy. And I think Chris Hogan will probably put up some pretty good numbers with Tom Brady. So I did a little, uh, little breakdown myself. I gave each uh, starter a rating out of 10. And... Okay. What I did basically, and you can agree or disagree, but I gave Luck a 7 out of 10, uh, mainly that low because we don't know how healthy he's going to be. I think that might even be generous. I, th I should have gave him a 6. Um, I gave Hunt and Freeman both 9s out of 10s. Uh, McKinnon a 7 out of 10 only because he's in the flex spot. Uh, if he was a running back too, he'd be a 6 or maybe even a 5 out of 10. I gave T.Y. Hilton a 9, and then I ha actually had Alshon Jeffrey starting for him, so I gave Alshon Jeffrey an 8, and then Delaney Walker a 7, which 
gave him a total of 56 points out of 70 possible points okay. from his starters. Okay, just to verify, each player is rated on their own. Like, for instance, Luck and Stafford could both be a 7 out of 10. It wasn't, are you ranked them 1 to 10? Exactly. Okay. Each player is okay. based off their own. Okay. And basically, just to give you a little breakdown on how it works, I'll just go through the QBs on how I did it. Brady, Rodgers, and Newton are all ranked 10 out of 10. Wilson, Roethlisberger, and Breeze are ranked 8 out of 10. And I gave Watson, Stafford, Luck, and Ryan 7 out of 10s. Okay. For me, I would just say Hunt was 9 out of 10, and Freeman was 9 out of 10. Yes. Uh, I, I think I would probably, if I were doing that, I'd probably give them 8s. Kareem Hunt was either he scored a lot or did not score at all really last year the first like four weeks of the season he was insanely good and then he disappeared for most of the rest of the season until playoffs he picked it back up again so he's a little hit or miss for me to give a a 9 out of 10 um Devontae Freeman I think he has a bounce back year uh I like Devontae Freeman that's a good pick there I think that's his going to be his most reliable running back Jarek McKinnon I, I agree I think he's overrated since he went into the flex spot, I do agree that that's probably a 7 out of 10-ish. Um, so so I would definitely agree with that. For his wide receivers, I don't hate his wide receivers. And I, I especially can't hate his wide receivers because I would take his wide receivers over my wide receivers. But looking at his wide receivers, all of them are those boom-bust guys. Hilton is going to get you a ton of points or no points. Hogan's going to get you a ton of points or no points. Woods, Stills, they're all those deep threat guys. Hogan, I think, has the advantage for the first four weeks with Edelman being out for four weeks. But, and I think he'll take advantage of that. And maybe that covers up the fact that Jeffrey won't be back right away. And so I think taking those two together was a good idea because they'll sort of balance each other out. Hogan will probably dip after week four. Jeffrey will hopefully pick things back up. With once Wentz is back, once Jeffrey's back, and they're they're in their groove, which should be around week four, week five. Hilton is going to be entirely dependent on Luck. If Luck is back, awesome. If Luck gets hurt, then and goes out, and Jacoby Brissett has to come in, I I don't see. I I think it's very boom bust at that point. I think it's literally all or nothing for him, which it was last year with Jacoby. Whereas with Luck, it gives him much better of a floor, at least. I think the reason I bump Hunt up to a 9 is with Mahomes coming in, I think they lean a little more on Hunt, and hopefully he shows a little more of that first four weeks than he did what followed the rest of the season. True, and and that is something to take into account. Running quarterbacks do boost their backs numbers, so... Hopefully that will help. Actually, no. You know what? Don't hopefully. This is Eric. He's won the last two years. Down with the regime. I'm fine with that. I do. uh, I'm unsure about his bench. Uh, I don't think James White's going to help. It's too much of a shuffle in New England. Uh, I think Joe Mack's going to find that out the hard way. Um, And I don't mind the Alex Smith pickup because it's his last pick but really he's the only guy you know all out of the draft that actually needs that quarterback because you don't know what luck is gonna do right so smith was probably a solid choice being that he needed someone to back up luck just in case um i agree james white i had 
a ranking on him of 157 and he got drafted 89th. I had no value in that pick at all. I feel like that could have been his 15th round pick or his his 12th round pick. Um, Theoretic, you know, he always he's he's he just finds a way to get that passing down work. But there are four running backs in Detroit, so that's a that's a scary. Um, those are two scary backup running backs. Should anything happen to Hunt, Freeman, and or McKinnon, as far as his wide receivers, you know, I think he took lesser versions of what he has as his starters. Woods and Stills are would be solid, not solid. He, they'd be they'd be replacements for the roles that the starting receivers have. Hilton and Hogan are both uh, deep ball guys. So are Woods and Stills. You know, Tannehill's back this year. Stills is definitely the number one receiver there. Parker is his fingers broken. Um, you know, Amendola is going to take on a little bit of that Jarvis Landry role, but I don't think Amendola can fill those shoes, and Amendola will be hurt. So it's going to be between Wilson and Kenny Stills, and Kenny Stills is just the most consistent of all the Miami wide receivers. So if you're going to invest any kind of draft capital in a Miami wide receiver, I think Kenny Stills was the person to do it. So, and and for whatever reason, Eric has an affinity towards Kenny Stills. I think this is the third time he's owned him. So it's just one of his guys. Yeah, I'm not putting any stock in Miami at all. I, I think this might be the first year I do not have a Miami player. And it, Well, that's and just because Jarvis Landry left. <laughs> and it should have been that way for the past two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's check out Kalo's team here. Kalo drafted from the sixth spot, and his team looks like this. He got Alvin Kamara in the first, Odell Beckham Jr. in the second, Tyreek Hill in the third, Alex Collins in the fourth, Deshaun Watson in the fifth, Juju Smith-Schuster in the sixth, <laughs> Golden Tate in the seventh, Carlos Hyde in the eighth, Trey Burton in the ninth, Jordy Nelson in the tenth, Kirk Cousins in the eleventh, Chris Thompson in the 12th, Devontae Parker in the 13th, Chargers D, and Matt Prater to finish out the draft in the 14th and 15th rounds. What do you got? Well, um, just off the bat, I love Kamara. That would have been my first-round pick. Honestly, I didn't think Kayla was going to go with him, but, uh, you know, obviously he did. So, listen, I, I'm all praise on Kamara. He's, he's awesome. Alex Collins, on the other hand, that's going to drag that down. His running backs... Um, you know, you look at the first one, you're like, okay, this is the real deal here. And then you look at that second, that RB2, and you're just like, uh, maybe not, because I have no faith in Alex Collins this year. In all honesty, if I'm Kalo and I get two good weeks out of Alex Collins, and I hope it's the first two weeks, I'm offloading him on a high. Juju Smith-Schuster, I like. Uh, He'll be the number two, you know, at and he's got Big Ben throwing to him, and obviously Odell just signed the huge contract. I think, obviously, he's going to have a bounce-back year because he was injured last year, and I think this will be the year that he really turns it up. I mean, hopefully he doesn't, but I think he will. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I do like Kalo's wide receivers better than his running backs. Um, I can't really say that much about other teams except for maybe Cramner who probably has the two best wide receivers in the league but I think you're we're going to see most of the damage coming from Kalo's wide receivers and 
not at all from Alex Collins. Oh my God, dude, get rid of that guy. I do have one other team that I had diesel wide receivers on, and that was uh, Joey Max with Diggs, Hopkins, and Evans, but we'll get into that next episode. And, you know, he has those white running backs, but we're getting ahead of ourselves with with uh, with Joey. So, as far as Kalo's team, um, Kamara, I like. I love Kamara. I was watching him beat up on Miami in week three last year in London, and I was like, oh, let me go pick him up. And you somehow picked him up the week before and got that was a good pickup, um, good foresight there because they hadn't gotten rid of Adrian Peterson at the time yet. Fortunately, I had gotten him in all of my other leagues, so I loved him. Great, did fantastic for me last year. I'm skeptical of a bit of a sophomore slump, not total points wise or anything like that, but he's not going to be as efficient, I don't think, as he was last year. However, he's going to get more volume, so that will balance it out. But um, so, to- so total points-wise, I don't see much of a difference with Kamara. I just see less efficiency there, which doesn't really matter for us. If you get the points, you get the points. doesn't matter how many carries it takes you or how many catches it takes you. Collins is an absolute joke. I don't, I don't know I mean, what to say about that. I had him ranked 75th, so an eighth rounder. Kalo picked him 35th in the fourth round. Um, I know he mentioned Deshaun Watson was a bit of a misclick issue. He was having some issues clicking on the correct player. Sometimes as he clicked on it, it like bugged out and slid up to a different player. And, you know, that's just, that's just reason to be at the live draft. You don't have that issue. Um, but you know, that could be a league winning type of, Uh, pick right there you know if Watson is what he was last year for those that three or four game stretch then I mean that's that's Michael Vick numbers if he's not which he probably won't be I mean he's got to come back down to earth at some point then you know that's a, a wasted pick in my opinion but between Watson and Cousins he'll get solid quarterback play I think He's kind of more excited about Hyde and Thompson. Um, he's he thinks they'll be they'll, they'll be solid if Collins doesn't work. I'm not sure. It's three running backs in in Baltimore. Thompson is definitely the the receiving back in uh, Washington. I don't know. OBJ insane value. Honestly, like if Saquon Barkley wasn't sitting there in the second round, I would have taken OBJ and maybe not have such a wide receiver problem on my team, but. I mean, 14th overall for uh, OBJ is, is pretty solid. 15th overall, I think, actually. Sorry. That's that's fantastic value there. Uh, Smith-Schuster is a little bit more steady, I think. He'll get some more of the underneath routes and everything. Tyreek Hill, boom, bust. Tate, solid play. Like, you know, somebody's out. Throw Tate in. You know you're going to get 8 to 12 points. He's a you-know-what-you're-going-to-get kind of guy. I like his four wide receivers. Nelson and Parker on the bench, whatever. Um, If Nelson is Nelson again, then that's great. Parker, again, we already just talked about the Miami um, wide receivers. We don't need to go into that again. Trey Boo Boo, Trey Burton is his tight end. And, you know, he had some solid games last year. Everybody's expecting this Chicago offense to take the leap like the Rams took, 
They're assuming that Matt Nagy, their new head coach, is going to be similar to the head coach in L.A., who is an offensive guru, and he'll just move everything up tenfold. I don't, I don't necessarily see it overall. I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle, but we'll see. So I've got Watson at a 7 out of 10, um, mainly because he's the injury. We don't really know what we're getting. You didn't even get a full season out of him. You are taking a huge risk on, ta- on picking him which obviously Kalo is, but he's done brilliantly to take Kirk Cousins because I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a great, safe pick. Um, I've given Kamara a 9 out of 10, Collins a 6 out of 10, Smith-Schuster a 7, Beckham Jr. a 10, and uh, Hill an 8, and Burton a 6. The reason I give Burton a 6 is because, if I'm just being honest, I haven't heard of the guy, and if I haven't heard of the guy, he's probably not that good. Um, so that gives Kalo, just for reference, I gave Eric a 56 out of 70. That gives Kalo a total of 53 out of 70. Okay. What did you say that Collins was out of 10? Six. Okay. All right. Okay, last year's third place finisher, Wes of Wes's Sackers. Actually, correction, Wes's Shithead's new team name there. Uh, and if you saw the image update, his his icon, it's a uh, it's a porta potty with some stench coming from it. So interesting choice there, Wes. <laughs> kind of knew before the draft you were going to have some shitheads, huh? So, I'm actually I'm actually more impressed that Wes has a symbol. And figure that out, and I don't even have a symbol. <laughs> oh, jeez, i got to step my game up. <laughs> All right, so Wes had the number four pick overall. He went David Johnson. He went Michael Thomas. He went Devin Funches, Derek Henry, Cam Newton, Sterling Shepard, Tariq Cohen, Kyle Rudolph, Isaiah Crowell, Pierre Garçon, Jimmy Garoppolo, David Njoku, Eagles defense, and two kickers to finish it off, Matt Bryant and Rat Bryant and Will Lutz. So go ahead, take us take us away. Alright, I'm gonna take us away. Wes's draft started out amazing. You you're like, he hits David Johnson, nails it, you can't go wrong. And then he goes, Michael Thomas, right? Was his second pick. Yep. Can't, listen, I'm not gonna argue that. It's a Good second pick. He probably on the wraparound. Not many to choose from. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's even a. a Michael Thomas is one of my favorite wide receivers, so I, I think that's a solid. I think that's a great first two picks. Wes, what I want to know is, and excuse my language, but what the fuck do you know about Devin Funches that I don't? <laughs> because that guy should have went undrafted in almost every league. You took him third round. I mean, he was he was ranked in the 90s on the ESPN PPR sheet that we used. I had him ranked 89th overall. That's a late 9th, early 10th round pick. And yeah, he went in the third round. Wes, I don't, but I don't know. I think Wes just tries to get too cute sometimes. It's what I, it is what I love about West, though. 
you, you everyone's going straight edge, and West just goes, nah, fuck it, I ain't having it. And then he just throws you a mean curveball, and you look like Aaron Judge striking out every freaking time. He doesn't even zig when we zag. He zigzags while we go straight. Like <laughs> Exactly. And the other thing, the other disappointing thing is no Derek Carr this year. I got super excited when he said Derek, and I was like, oh, this is it. And then he said Henry, yep. and I was like, oh, you would have been better off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? the way I look at it, um, D, DJ and Cam are going to lead this team. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Michael Thomas will be a close second, and then – uh, the rest is all tits up to me, to be honest. Um, I gave Newton a 10 out of 10 because I think he's going to have a stellar year. David Johnson a 10 out of 10 because I think, you know, he's his consistency. Uh, yeah, he's coming off the injury, but it's not a serious injury like a knee or, or anything to do with his, his mobility. Um, Derrick Henry, I'm giving a 7. Sterling Shepard, I'm giving a 5. I don't trust Eli, and I don't trust Shepard. And what, I can't trust either of them, and I just I don't think Sterling Shepard is going to be a guy you want starting for you every week. I know he's in his flex position, but I'm looking at his bench right now, and i got to be honest, they're projecting Isaiah Crowell for 10.7 this week. I would be floored because that guy is trash. The Jets are trash. If you have a Jets player on your team, get them off. <laughs> of the team don't get them off get them off of your team they're terrible if you guys really think the jets are going to be that good then have at it pick them all up because you'll be the first ones out of the playoffs um michael thomas i gave an eight i know you like him um i'm just might be a little biased because i'm hating on drew Brees. funches i gave a six and rudolph i gave a seven uh, that gives Wes a total of 53 out of 70, equivalent to Kalo. But wow. looking at this team, uh, I just I don't see how this team makes the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Um, I like the steadiness of Kyle Rudolph, and then the upside of Njoku. Njoku could be one of those big. Not like a Gronk type receiver, but more like a Jimmy Graham, where it's a little bit more finesse than it is power. So Njoku could have a big year this year. So if he ends up outproducing Rudolph, then that's a solid pickup. Um, if not, he just has that stability of Rudolph. As far as his wide receivers, you know, Michael Thomas, I, he, I love him. Um, at, most receptions in first two years of his career. Uh, that surpassed Jarvis Landry, but he tends to do a little bit more with them than Jarvis Landry does. So you know he's been a he's been a top seven wide receiver the last two years in his first two years in the league. So you know I think that's pretty solid. He gives Breeze those non um, deep routes because you know Ted Ginn's on the other side and their third wide receiver, whose name is slipping me right now, and that's okay because he's a rookie. Um, that nobody really expects anything from. He's also a deep threat. So, and they cut Brandon Coleman, who was supposed to be there, you know, other big wide receiver who does the underneath stuff and does the, the red zone stuff. So Michael Thomas, I think, is going to have a big year. Um, Funchess, whatever. I, I mean, I what do you say? 
Uh, Sterling Shepard. You you just say no. (laughs) You just say no. Devin Funches is a drug. Just say no. (laughs) There are so many. I'm, I'm... only because I know because I drafted him and he's my team and I don't know exactly who went in the third round, but Wes, um, obviously with the third pick this year, uh, goes David Johnson, Cam Newton on the wraparound, and then right coming up on the third round, one of his favorite players is looking him right in the eye, right? Mm-hmm. And he passes up on Larry Fitzgerald and goes for Devin Funches. So could you imagine this team with David Johnson, Cam Newton, Larry Fitzgerald? Or, I'm sorry, David Johnson, sorry, Michael Thomas, Larry Fitzgerald. Then, and Derrick Henry looks a lot better than Devin Yes. 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 Just for reference, a couple, the next three picks will go after, um, after... Devin Funches were Jordan Howard. Number six was, or in the sixth pick in that round was Tyree Kill. And then the next pick after that was Joe Mixon. All definitely people I would much rather have over Devin Funches. Yes. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Howard, but when you put him up against Devin Funches, you're taking him 10 out of 10 times. Right. All right. Well, 9 out of 10 times if you're Wes. That's right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Because actually it might be 8 out of 10 because you might take Derek Carr. <laughs> All right. Um, the only other things I would like to say about Wes's team is, yes, I totally 100% agree with you that Crowell sucks. He did get solid value on him, I think. He got him right about where I had him ranked. Um, so, obviously, value is by my standards. Um, I mean, he's... he's uh, At that point, you potentially get a starting running back, which means touches, which means potential points, even though they're probably not going to be any and much because it is the Jets. Um, you know, he, he gave himself a starter, whereas... Tariq Cohen is not a starter who picked before him. Derrick Henry is pretty much going to be in a 50-50 split with Deion Lewis. And then he's obviously got David Johnson. So, you know, there's probably better options out on the waiver wire right now. But, I mean, I I don't hate West for taking Crow where he did. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, looking at this team, here's one thing I do. If a little bit of advice, um, if, I, if I were the owner of this team... Uh, Jimmy G, I like the pickup and have him on the bench only because there's always going to be a quarterback that gets injured. And if he is does anything like he did last year and puts up some decent points, he might be someone with a lot of trade value that West could trade off to maybe bulk up in that wide receiver position. Yeah, that that definitely is true. You know, and even if Njoku takes off, he can get rid of one of his tight ends, a quarterback, and, you know, something. He can get some help somewhere. He's got some pieces to trade if the chips fall where he needs them to. All right. So uh, let's start talking about, you know, the the colluder himself, Jim. Let me read his uh, draft first. Uh, We got Melvin Gordon in the first, Saquon Barkley in the second, Joe Mixon in the third. Uh, LaShawn McCoy in the fourth, 
A lot of running backs. Brandon Cooks in the fifth. Kenyon Drake in the sixth. Corey Davis in the seventh. Sammy Watkins in the eighth. Nelson Aguilar in the ninth. Drew Brees in the tenth. Kenny Galladay in the eleventh. Jordan Reed in the twelfth. Saints defense. Phillip Rivers and Mason Crosby. So why don't you start us off? What do you hate about my team? What do you like about my team? All right. Oh, man. Michelle is staring at me right now, which is slightly awkward. But I mean, uh, I'm staring at you too right now. That's true, but we're having a conversation. She's just actually eating berries and staring at me. <laughs> Matthew um, berries? Yep. So, uh, Drew Brees... I don't mind. Uh, I think we'll probably see more of the same, unfortunately, uh, for you. But I gave him an 8 out of 10. I really like Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think that's a great pick. He was actually in my top five for um, for running backs this year, so I gave him a 9. And Saquon Barkley, or as Michelle calls Saquil, or Shaquan, or any name that's not Saquon. I gave an 8 only because we don't really know what he's made of. Um, We'll see if that O-line is fixed. Mixon, I gave a 7. I like Cooks. Unfortunately, your wide receiver group I'm not huge on. Um... So, Cooks, I gave an 8, even though he's your wide receiver 1. And Davis, I gave a 6. I had Reed. This is obviously before you dropped him. But I did have Reed at an 8. I do like your pickup of Tyler Eifert. I told you that was one of my sneaky picks this this year. So, in total, I give your team a 54 out of 70. Okay. I mean... Essentially, we traded tight ends. We could have just done the whole trade thing, and that would have been interesting. Instead of just, I drop mine, you pick it up, you drop yours, I pick yours up. Um, But anyway. (laughs) Um, So, I I mean, I totally agree. I absolutely hate my wide receivers right now. I am banking on the fact that Corey Davis turns it on this year. Um, Sammy Watkins is nothing to write home about. Um, Kenny Galladay, another, like hopeful pick who turns it on Nelson Aguilar I liked him as a slot receiver last year I think he could make some noise this year hopefully he can be my steady guy um absolutely like it just fell this way to me in the draft I I don't like the fact that I took five out of six of my first picks as running backs but I mean I have a studly stable of running backs in my opinion I think the only thing of the the only ones that I disagree with actually on your rankings is I don't even think Brandon Cooks is an 8 out of 10 I'd say he's a 7 out of 10 and I think Joe Mixon is an 8 out of 10 if he was one of my running backs he's in my flex I think that he's much he's at least an 8 out of 10 as my flex so you know I, I like my running backs obviously I've already got Joey Mack knocking on my door trying to get some and I, I don't know I went go big or go home on those wide receivers and I'm going to have to rely on the steadiness of my running backs to, to carry me through the season. Absolutely. Uh, you will have to probably trade off one of those running backs to upgrade that wide receiver core. But you never know if you if you strike gold, then it, you'll, it, be the, uh, you'll be in the, the lead here. It'll be a good start for you. It would have been significantly easier on me if Diddy just took Browner in the first round. Like I just, you know, then my wide receivers would be set. 
The only thing I do want to mention is I agree about Breeze. You know, he could be slipping down. I took him because he's got a decent schedule in the first four weeks. And in addition to that, um, uh, Ingram is out for the first four weeks. So I think he should have some good good weeks. I'm high on the Chargers in general this year. So I did get Phillip Rivers late, uh, snaked him from Eric, and I'm pretty excited about that. So, you know, I want one of these two to establish themselves so that I can, you know, do something with the other one. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so now let's take a look at the fifth-ranked team from last year, Cranmer, and his pick from the fifth round, sorry, the fifth spot, was Antonio Brown, then he went Julio Jones, Jordan Howard, Royce Freeman, Lamar Miller, Allen Robinson, Greg Olson, Chris Carson, Josh Gordon, Ben Roethlisberger, Carrion Johnson, Marlon Mack, Cameron Meredith, and the Ravens defense, and Chris Boswell to finish it out. Yeah, so I like I like the Big Ben pick. Um, he's got great targets. It's a great offensive line. I think he's going to be really good this year. Obviously, durability is always an issue with him. He's a, It's every year. We hear the same thing. He miss a game or two, whatever. You, you get what you get. Um, he's gonna ha- he's gonna help you in playoffs. He's he's, I mean, he puts up solid numbers. Um, I think Cramner is really going to get hit hard at the running back position. Jordan Howard is my in my eyes not a true RB one. Uh, he just doesn't match up to the other RB ones. When you think of running back ones. He's just he's just not he's not there. Freeman, you don't know. The problem I see right now is obviously he's got Miller as his flex. I don't know if I trust Freeman either. Uh, so honestly, I think Miller's going to end up his RB two. And honestly, that's not where you want that guy because he he could just as easily you know go consistently with his 10, 12 points as he could end up losing his position this season. Um, but where he makes up for it is his wide receivers. He's got he's got the best wide receiver core in the in the league. You're not getting a better wide receiver than Antonio Brown, and you're not getting a better wide receiver than Julio Jones. It's it's two fantastic picks. The problem is, can those two picks carry the load of uh, Jordan Howard, Freeman, and Miller? I don't know if they can, and I think. Cramner might have to, you know, trade one of those guys. Um, and if it's going to be Brown, not to Jim. Julio Jones, maybe. I mean, for, I need a wide receiver. Maybe for a true wide receiver, too, and maybe bulk up on a running back. So I'll say this Olsen is solid at tight end. So I think tight end's covered for him. That's something he doesn't have to replace every week. You get what you get there. Roethlisberger, solid. And I think I think I view his starters a little bit differently. Brown and Jones, obviously starting. And not only are they fantastic starters, I think that they'll make up for the difference of his second running back, which would be Lamar Miller and Howard. I think Howard is a, a good option based on the fact that he has Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. You know, I think he gets fantastic value with Jordan Howard in the third round. 
And then I have Lamar Miller as his running back, too. We talked about how I think he is a running back, too, by definition. And we talked about that, that podcast with the value picks. I think that he is a being undervalued. Royce Freeman, I don't see as being a starter. So, you know, I'm not thrilled with that pick. But between Howard and Miller, I think he's got solid starting running backs that get balanced out by Brown and Jones. And then he's got decent flex options. He's got Allen Robinson, who last year he had one catch. It was like 34 yards, and then his ACL got torn. The year before that, he had a down year. But the year before that, he had 1,400 yards and like 10 touchdowns or something like that. So he was in the top 12 of wide receivers that year. If he can get back to that form, that's a solid flex play. Gordon, if he can get back to his form, and he has to decide between Robinson and Gordon every week as his flex, that's okay. He can survive there. So you did your rankings based on how well you think the team is compiled. I went at it from the draft aspect. I looked at teams and looked at the value they got in the draft. Because like you said, we don't know what players are going to be like. So I'm looking at the value they got in the draft. And Cranmer, what I did there was I just looked at my ranks. So it's obviously a little, a little bias. As far as my team goes, obviously my team is probably going to come up as the number one team because I'm I'm drafting based on my ranks. So my values are going to be higher than everybody else's. But beyond that, if I look at all the teams... Um, and look at their value based on my rankings. I had Cranmer as the number two team. Um, I I like Jordan Howard for where he's at now. If he didn't, if he hadn't have Antonio and Julio, then that might not be the case. But you know, if you subbed Jordan Howard in for um, David Johnson on Wes's team, I wouldn't be as excited about him. But since you're subbing Jordan Howard in for Devin Funchess, I'm excited about it. So, you know, I I think he's got a solid team that could do well. It looks to me like one of those teams that does well in the regular season and kind of dips off in the in the playoffs. Um I think you said that he has the best wide receiver core. I I think he has the obviously the top 2 starting wide receivers, but if we count that third position as a, the of the flex, I would say I like Joey Max better. Um yeah, the top two wide receivers, yes, Cranmer absolutely has the best two wide receivers. And and I think he can make some noise this year. Here's here's my problem. Eight weeks, Jordan Howard put up single digits, and that's your RB1. That, coupled with eight weeks, Lamar Miller put up single digits, that's your flex. That makes more sense to me. That makes a whole lot more sense to me. Eight weeks of single digits from your RB1. So to speak to that, I think that, you know, the Chicago offense should get better. They ran one of the least amount of plays in the league last year. So just by increasing more plays with this new quote unquote offensive guru who's coming in, Matt Nagy, um, you know, he should he should take a, a slight step up. You take into account that there's actual wide receivers there uh alan robinson is a threat whether or not he's the stud that he was those first couple years he is a physical threat and so they have to acknowledge him on the defense 
Whereas last year, the leading wide receiver from the Bears was Kendall Wright. Cricket, cricket. So that box was stacked against Howard last year. Granted, he is nowhere near the Le'Veon Bells, the David Johnsons. He's not even near the Ezekiel Elliotts. But he is a solid option for the wide receivers that he has, I think. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out one other name who went eight weeks with single digits just so we could get a comparison. Obviously, Lamar Miller, and the other one is Frank Gore. Um, it's just not good company. It's, it's really not. And I think, I mean, that's hall of fame company right there. Technically. Oh God. But it's not good company within the last year. I think you need to rephrase. It's 34 year old Frank Gore. Yeah, exactly. Cause 20, 26 year old Frank Gore compared to 26 year old Jordan Howard, you're taking 26 year old Gore every day. Now, now, I know I'm ripping on Jordan Howard right now. I really am. And it's only because when you look at when you look at a running back one, and this is across the board, this is what I've got. Uh, you've got Gordon. I've got him at a 9. I've got Cook at a 9. Elliott at a, at a 10. Gurley at a 10. Bell at a 10. Hunt, 9. Kamara, 9. Uh... Johnson a 10, which only leaves RB1 Howard and RB1 McCaffrey, and they're both at eights. And that's not where you want to be. Okay. That's just me. Does Now, are Brown and Jones both 10s? Who? Brown and Jones, his wide receivers? Yes, they're both 10s. So I've got Roethlisberger as an 8, Howard as an 8, Freeman as a 7, only because we don't know. Again, just playing on the hype. He's probably more a 6 for me. Miller a 7, Brown a 10, Jones a 10, Olsen an 8. And to be honest, I know I'm ripping on this team a lot right now, other than the wide receivers and Big Ben. But uh, contrary to me ripping on them, I've actually got Cramner at uh, 58 out of 70. Wow, that's definitely the highest today. We'll find out next week if that's the highest overall. We're not going to reveal anything. I know, I know you have him in your top two, right? That's what you said. Well, uh, I didn't really. I just looked at value in the draft. I didn't. Gotcha. I, I, I don't think that my team is the best team. I think that my wide receivers are really weak. But based, based off of my points, I've, I've also I've got him in my top three. So okay. All right, so we find out next week when we look at the last five teams, Diddy, Joey, Carl, Aaron, and Kyle. Who is above Cranmer in that top three? Uh, they're actually all equal to Cranmer. Oh, okay. Wow, but you're giving away, I'm trying to tease this, and you're giving away so many... You're just giving it away. I'm not going to tell you who they are, though. <laughs> well, I mean, we know that they're from next week. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for coming on and analyzing these teams. I liked how you went through and ranked each starting squad. And yeah, we'll pick it up again soon. Probably not next week. We'll probably try and get this in before then. But this will yeah, get, I agree. Yeah, this will get released soon, and the next episode will be a couple days after that. Awesome. All right. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the DFFL Podcast. For more information on the DFFL, head on over to DoverFFL.com.
www.weebly.com.